Another exhilarating, wonderful, lunar-leveled conspiracy edition of Not For Nothing. It's conspiracy week! I'm Chris. That guy you just heard is Chris. And we're fucking here to rock your dicks off. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or vaginas, if you got one. Sure, yeah. Or if you're non-gender specific. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Your ears. Your nose, your belly button. Drop something. We'll off, we'll yeah. rock it off. We're yeah. gonna rock it off. Speaking of rockets, uh, Chris, you are so you're getting so good at this. Did you know that uh, <laughs> SpaceX, mm. which was the first, uh, SpaceX had a rocket. They still do, yes. I guess. They yep, just they have, still do. And they're just waiting to launch it. They're gonna launch it. But why rush it? It's been 19 years since we've launched a Russian, a Russian launched a <laughs> rocket on U.S. soil. So why not wait a couple more days? Uh, what do you know about the SpaceX rocket? And uh, and what can you tell me? Why would this? Why would this topic lead you to an entire episode of conspiracies? Which is your call, by the way, not mine. Yeah, because well, first of all, we love conspiracy weeks. We and do. since NASA was trying to launch one of their first uh, manned uh, operated rockets or shuttles, whatever you want to call them, back into space for the first time in a long time. Now, is, space, said, is SpaceX NASA? I thought it was like no, SpaceX Elon is, Musk is Elon Musk's okay. thing. Yeah. But NASA contracted SpaceX, so they don't have to build their own ships anymore. They're just, they're just paying right. Musk. Yeah, there, it's, there was a public RFP, which was only right. responded to by one person. And that was no, it. I think Boeing was in on it, too, oh, or really? something. But they, they, yeah, they either failed. failed or they got passed over by uh, NASA for SpaceX. Okay. Which probably makes sense. It seems like SpaceX is probably a better, more uh, innovative way of, of doing these space explorations now. And now what is the point of they're going to launch some people? Some yeah, astronauts. it's the first time I think the people are going to go back up or the I don't know back up into the uh, International Space Station. Where's that? Is that near the moon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, right, supposedly, right. if you believe in these things, Chris, then yes, it's up in space somewhere. I don't know how close to the moon. I believe is. that they're going into space. I do believe it. I don't think that they would just pretend to go into space. I think they do go there. I think they do go there. I'm I'm not joking. I think okay. people have gone into space. I believe that. Great. But I was thinking, you know, in honor of this week then of, you know, NASA and the rockets, what better way? It, it was actually interesting because because I was I was kind of looking and reading about this this NASA launch and everything. Mm-hmm. Somehow I came across another article that uh, about theories about the faking of the moon landing, the lunar and, landing. Uh, yeah. And specifically uh, how it involves Stanley Kubrick. Right. So, the great director who is uh, sort of not accused, but has been tied into this about how they kind of hired him to, to, uh, to, 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 to create this, uh, uh, videotaping of the moon landing, and he was apparently the director behind it all. Okay, so Chris, how deep? And do I don't know if he's just like the conclusive theory that it's just him, or if he's just one of the people that they think did it. How you know, deep or they do you want to get into this? To him? How deep do you want to get into this? I don't think anybody wants to hear me and my lunar conspiracies <laughs> any more than they already have. 
I'm just enjoying the fact that you maybe now have spotted some of the the uh, counterculture theories. I Kubrick is not a new concept. It's pretty. Sure. That's that, that like most people that like have any inkling of a of a faked moon landing will mm-hmm. uh, will will point to Kubrick. If you if you haven't checked out uh room it makes sense room two thirty seven yeah I, I just seen, I I've never seen this before but okay, I heard, so just, yeah, just reading about it. it's a worthwhile documentary it came out about eight years ago it's uh, pretty incredible it, from what I understand too it is it's very, like it's 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 really it's super conspiratorial it's very like well why is there why is he wearing an Apollo thirteen shirt but then when you start like some of them seem like really like real nods to the fake yeah. lunar lunar landing and some of them uh. You're just like what the? This is like nowhere near anything. Yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah, but so I don't know. But maybe, it is. It is part it, of that is one of these guys' theories is about Stanley Kubrick's making of The Shining and how he sort of maybe subtly or not so subtly actually, if you kind of look into some of these theories that he uh, placed hints in the movie itself. It seems like he did, but admitting to, but the, he never, he went to his grave, never admitting anything, obviously, uh, uh, or maybe he was about to, and that's how he died. I mean, you could, you oh. there's another good documentary about the guy that worked with Stanley Kubrick. He was actually one of his actors who then ended up being one of his assistants. And he's very tight lipped about the whole lunar landing thing too. And uh, he's apparently uh, the one guy that would, that would know, uh, he has all of Stanley Kubrick's old notes. Um, and his name was, let me just, uh, the movie itself is the movie's called, uh, film worker. And the, it's about Barry, uh, this guy, Leon Vitali, who was in the movie, Barry Lyndon. He was the lead in this movie, Barry Lyndon, that Stanley Kubrick did. And he liked Stanley Kubrick's work so much. He quit acting and became his personal assistant. Oh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So just that in and of itself, that Stanley Kubrick could take one of his lead actors and essentially make him his like bitch boy. Like that, <laughs> like he could have done anything. It's a, it's incredible the the influence this guy had, and I guess if you've seen, I've never actually seen two thousand and one. Have you? Yeah, but a long time ago. I mean, it seems it's like not it, one of those movies you want to like you know kind of keep watching over and over. I don't think. Yeah, but it, I bet maybe the you space do. Some are pretty do, good. Here's the deal: the fuck we never landed on the moon. <laughs> we just didn't. <laughs> We fucking didn't, all right? I could tell you a fucking million different ways to Sunday. Stanley Kubrick or not, we didn't fucking do it. And if we did, why is NASA not just being like, hey, SpaceX, here's our old notes from 1969 on how we landed on the moon. Just use these. It worked for us before. It'll work for you. Like, if SpaceX is having such a hard time get, getting someone to a fucking space station, let alone the moon, well, they're they're not having a hard time. They, they've launched the rockets before but, on their own. Yes, it's docked. It's docked unmanned at the space station. So this will be the first man manned man uh, manned kind of docking or whatever at the space station. It's kind of worthy. <laughs> this, I, don't, uh, I would. But like, I'd but like I think the point is like, they couldn't launch it the other day. It was because it was because of weather conditions. Like that has yes, nothing to yes, do with like, yes. I know, I know. Blah blah blah. Here's the deal. We've been to space. I get it, and I just don't believe we've been to the moon. I <laughs> and and it. The fact of the matter is, but these th- theories about like Kubrick putting these things into his movie are are freaking. I mean, they're dumb at worst and they're wild at best. I don't know. Watch the movie. What you know, here's your homework. Here's your homework project. Watch Room Two Thirty Seven. I think you have to buy it. Uh, I I watch it. I watch it every once every couple of years just to like catch <laughs> back up. Fresh. And it actually like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, yes. And the last time I watched it, I was like, mm, maybe. Uh, exactly. 
Watch it again. You're going to be like, nap. But it's crazy to me. Here's the, here's the thing that blows me away is that they're, these people are like, they're convinced that we didn't land on the moon to the point where they're like, their conspiracy doesn't have anything to do with whether or not we land on the moon. That's a foregone conclusion. They're just trying to determine whether or not Stanley Kubrick was involved. Like yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's a case of them looking too hard into things, like looking for symbolism too much and too hard, because you're always going to find something, I think, if you, try to, if you look hard enough and long yeah. enough. I think, I think watch the movie, you're going to see some that you're like, oh, that's interesting, and some you're going to be like, all right, the fact that you're digging this deep makes your, uh, your ah, that's interesting moments a little less interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah they yeah, dilute, like they dilute like, the relevancy of their, of their good takes by all these other bullshit takes. Yeah, because like, so like one of them that I thought I, I was reading, I was like, oh, that one's actually kind of like, okay, I could kind of see that one. And it's like the, the room number in The Shining that the, in the book, the, that, that everything happens in whatever the room number that's important, I guess, is it was 217. Yeah. Right. And then the movie, he changes it to 237. And you're uh-huh. like, oh, why would he change the number? Why is that important? And then one guy came up with a reason that uh, it's basically 237 stands for 237,000 miles which is the distance or average distance from the earth to the moon. And like, all right, that's a little too far out there and too crazy, but it's also like, all right, it's, I mean, it's kind of a nice, like, it's not that crazy either. Right. Like it's a, it's a sort of a, it's a very, it's a very kind of, um, sly reference to like a number that's actually not the number at all. So it kind of falls apart in and of itself, but I'm like, all right, that's something. But like when someone else comes that like the hexagonal patterns and the carpets in the hotel, are designed to especially like reference the Apollo 11 launching pads. And you're like, all right, dude, you're, yeah. you're, you're looking way too far into this now. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there, <laughs> like, you know, said, and like the kid, like Danny, the, the, who the boy in the movie is, he's wearing like a, like a knitted okay. Apollo 11 rocket, Which, sweater, that, jumper. That feels like a, if you're going to do a nod, that's the nod you would that's do. That's the nod. Yeah, right? totally. That's the right. one that, and that's probably what started all of this. I will say this. Uh, I just skimming Wikipedia, Leon Vitali actually uh, said uh, that the that the ideas exposed in the movie that I that he knows and worked on are total balderdash. So I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the word balderdash, but I think it means bullshit. <laughs> I used to be. More. <laughs> That's pure balderdash, well, there. I child. Yeah. I think if you're. I think if you're saying. Uh, I think if you're saying. Uh, uh, balderdash then you're that's that's a red herring you're trying to get people off the scent because they have to go and look up balderdash and then they're like isn't that a game i played in the 70s <laughs> like, and then they forget what they were thinking about is it just another level to the conspiracy uh here's chris what do you think do you just before i kubrick or not what i, I mean i believe we landed on the moon and okay. i think there's I, I, I like most conspiracy theories like everybody has like sort of excuses or reasonings just that just really don't hold water see you know, i once, i would beg once to you di- start breaking them down okay i think that the other way it's the other way around i think that the excuses come from the people that believe that we landed on the moon and their excuses don't hold water it's like for example let's take one for example there are no stars in the photographs of any oh, pictures we've talked about and disproving on the this before I, we didn't disprove it your yes, your disproving is is what doesn't hold water. You're like, cameras can't see stars in 1969 because <laughs> it wasn't it's, it just, all. it's just all horseshit. And it wasn't it at all. What is it? What is it? it okay, go back. The, the example that I read and I saw is is um is, is taking the example of of um you can't see stars like in in large cities, especially in New York, because there's so much other ambient light around. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really hard to see stars when you're just sitting in the city. And it's proven. Like I go out in my backyard and I'm like, man, I wish I saw stars. It's but called you light pollution, Chris. Light pollution. Right. And what is the biggest light pollution in space? It's the sun. So the sun takes away from the light of but the stars. But there are other photographs where there are stars in the sky taken on the moon. Just not, just not that first moon landing. Right. So either, I mean, either their cameras got better and they were able to dis- distinguish that or like the helpful telescope and stuff like that, or it, it's able to pick it up. So there's technology that has probably developed since then or whatnot. Like, listen, I'm not saying Wait, like, you mean is- like, you mean like rocket ships that can land on the moon, although they haven't because they can't fucking do it. <laughs> like that why, kind of technology. Why go back to the moon though? What's the point of going <laughs> why back? Why go back to, to the space station? Why, why go back to the space station? I think there's other things that so they, they do. So up they could, there. so they could grow some fucking, so they could grow some, some pods so they can yeah. grow see, it's like, see it's how like see how soybeans like grow on a space station is that so like why Mars they do rovers? it is that why they do it why don't they test those rovers out on the moon why are we colonizing the moon we at this know point what the moon is on who wants to colonize the moon i don't know people i'm sure people do listen i think that it's crazy to me that elon musk yeah, those are the crazy cannot people. get Just to the moon like the he's been crazy. trying to get to the moon and he can't get to the moon you wrote me back into the whole goddamn thing. Well, of course, because it's all horseshit. Anyway, we, we, we can't waste any more time on this. I will say this, Chris. The other night, my wife said, I think I'm starting to believe we didn't land on the moon. It's, it's, oh, boy. It's, I, slowly, slowly turning one person at a time, Chris. Yep. Until we fucking all see the light. Just go back. That's, well, you I'm, can't, I'm gonna, you I'm can't gonna, see the light. I'm going to say, so. say this. I've said it once. i said it a million <laughs> times. Just go back. Once. I will say There's no I will eat crow. Back. I will eat a physical an actual crow. I will eat I will eat the entire Gross. black crow's catalog. <laughs> I will I will <laughs> eat an old crow medicine show t-shirt, tour t-shirt. You you name it. Cheryl Crow, I'll eat her out if we go back to the moon. That's yeah, all that I ask. So That's actually not a punishment, I don't think. Do you think it tastes like Pepsi? I don't. <laughs> No, I don't think, I think it tastes like a fine wine. <laughs> you know, I, the shit, that shit tastes like Zinfandel. <laughs> Francia. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. I'm okay with that. Do. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So exactly. anyway, you don't believe. I believe. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And, the, and here I was just trying to have some fun with conspiracy. And then you got all serious on me about it. Well, because it's... It, it, just Chris. move on, Chris. Just move on. Let it go. Okay, I'm letting on. it go. So anyway, so what? So here, here we are. You've you've mm-hmm. you've got me all riled up about ah. moon, moon landing. I've ah. got I've I've got I've done another spun another yarn. In fact, I feel like now I need to like we need to do another moon landing episode where we cut it. We we go line by line, and you disprove and I prove, and it's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, we so, get nowhere. So put yeah. that. So we'll just leave this behind us, sure. and let's move yeah. on to something even better. Great. Sports conspiracies. Oh yeah, which have become a, a very like it's a fun thing to sort of. These are almost better too because into. you can't really. They're they're sports because it's like how do you how are you gonna like either prove or disprove these? Well, yes. So the the last dance, for example, has just brought up the conspiracy that everybody loved to bring up, and it used to be Bill Simmons' favorite that Michael Jordan was kicked out of basketball because of his gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like, and, and the, the, the movie was like, nope. And everyone's like, okay, 
Like, yeah. It's just like, yeah. I guess Michael, said so. Michael Jordan said so. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> we all thought this documentary would get him to admit it. You know, yeah. that there, oh, yeah. here's the big news. Nope. Yep. He, he, that didn't happen yet. Yeah. David Stern's he's no Lance. He's no Lance Armstrong. I'll so, tell you that much. so I think the one thing you have to kind of like give into with conspiracies is that you're never going to get the answer you want. Yes. Like you're just right. not. Of course. So George, like the, the, the crease on the, on the card that, David Stern made to give the mm-hmm. the next frozen moment. envelope. Right. The, those things are just like it's it they they died with David Stern. But the the sports conspiracies I, I do like are the ones that have a lot of video footage to back them up and also just mm-hmm. sort of have that feeling of like why like a good conspiracy has some proof and and then on the other on the back end has proof on the other side of it. Of course. And it's really right. just how you want to believe something. So what's your what is your favorite sports conspiracy, Chris? So I was I was starting to kind of question that too because um, there's a lot of pretty good ones out there I think that are that are decent. I you know that like you were just saying that kind of hold up on either side, you know, like just enough where no one ever will talk sort of talks about it or admits to it one way or the other. They they almost want these conspiracy theories kind of hanging out there. I believe you know. Yeah, it's good it's good for business in a sense maybe. Sure. Uh but you know, and I, I I sort of I put together a list of what four, five, six, seven of them. I think Jesus. Um, this is only an yeah. hour long podcast, Chris. I know, I know. So I'm, we're not we don't have to talk about all of them. But I thought there were some really good ones out there that I kind of was like either don't remember or or never knew actually. Uh, Ooh, and besides George's retirement one, which I think is actually I think is still pretty legitimate possibility. So I think so too. The thing that's hard for me to believe is that no one would have talked about it. Right. The one that the, the I'm going to regret saying this, but there <laughs> the conspiracy that I that I point at Jordan with has nothing to do with baseball but has everything to do with gambling. Uh and it's just a, like man, his dad died at a really fishy time in a really fishy fucking way with yeah. Jordan owing a lot of fucking money, millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, and and if there ever was yeah, I don't know, man. You don't want to speak ill of it, and you definitely don't like. I, that, it feels, the only one I, th- I, I thought ugly. that kind of covered it in the documentary too, though, was that it was just like it that you know they caught the guys. It was two random dudes or whatever. Yeah, but aren't those it the kind like, of guys you would pay to do this? Couple, yeah, but a couple I, of eighteen-year-olds, right? It, no, they, it doesn't seem like that. Got, you wouldn't hire amateurs if you're going to do this. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably. I mean, I don't know. I've never. You know, never, and like, no, like no one talked after that, you know, like those guys didn't try to, you know, whatever, talk their way out of it, you know, with like a conspiracy theory, at, at least they, at least none, no, no, nothing that nobody knows about. But you're not, they weren't going to squeal, right? I mean, I don't know. I, you're, yeah, I don't know. I, I always wonder about shit like that. Like why people don't just squeal and get out of, yeah, out of, right? out like, of trouble, and, but and they don't, they oftentimes was, don't. Unless those two were sort of uh, patsies in a bigger ploy, and they just don't know it somehow, maybe. Maybe it just feels really. really I like. I don't know what happened weird. to those two people, whoever those are people are either. Though I don't point. either, and I keep meaning to look it up, and I didn't think of it until right now. So maybe I'll yeah. do a little bit. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper before yeah. I, before I start blaming <laughs> Michael Jordan for his father's death. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. allegedly, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a conspiracy theory. All right. right. So give me give me your give me your your top three and we'll see where we where we get with this. Okay. So um the one that I kind of I don't I, I don't think I really believe the same more because I started looking this up in the last couple of days is the Phantom Punch with Ali over Liston. 
His head snaps back, dude. His head snaps back. His jaw even snaps, and like you can't, Ain't no you can't make punch. his jaw do that. His head snaps back. Like it, you just, there's especially not in the moment. You'd have to be like right. a, a brilliant. Like I think he, there's just I no think way. He punched him. I think so too. I think he connected. I don't know if it was if it was like a knockout type of a punch. I like so. I think, but, he, I so think there, it's a dive, but, all, I, but I think he hits him. There's a conspiracy there, right, too, about him taking a dive, and he took a dive in the first, in the first match, and he was, he has, Liston has ties to consp- uh, gamble, um, the mob guys and, yeah. and gambling uh, and owing, like, some big, I think, debts, and he used to work. He's a bodyguard for a couple of, for a couple of gangster why, dude why, type why dudes. Wouldn't you, why wouldn't you think, I mean, that at that time? Right, I mean, and I don't it, think Liston was at his peak at that time either, right? No. Like, he was kind was of, a favorite? you know. Huh? Was he favorite to win? Was he? Yeah, he was favored to win at least the first one. The second one, uh, they already and they already had like a, apparently a secretive clause in their contract for a rematch. Oh, uh, which that, you weren't supposed to have at the time, you know, I think or something like that. So there's all these like little points in there that I think, I think Liston Liston might have gotten confused a little bit if he was supposed to stay down or not at that point. And, you know, with him kind of rolling over. Yeah, he looks. Like, he doesn't really even try to get up. He kind of just like. He, he does, right. and then he stumbles back down, and it's like, oh, you know, like what's kind of what's he, you know, like. But he wasn't knocked out, knocked out, you know, and I don't know. So I think there that one. I think there's a there's a. It's not so much the punch, but there is sort of a bigger maybe sort of take there. I think we're both in agreement on this conspiracy. Yeah. I wonder if um, we'll be in agreement on all these. And then there's one, the frozen envelope. Muhammad I still believe is 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 is. Plausible. It's very plausible. Um, and I think I vacillated over the years on, on back and forth on this one. And I think for a long time I didn't believe it, but I think there's enough there that you know they wanted Knicks to have you know Ewing and try to rebound that that the team corner. and all the city and the, all that kind of stuff. Is it the frozen envelope? So we're talking about the. Uh, so there's two there's two conspiracies there on the same one. Okay, let's hear let's hear number one. It's a, no, it's a frozen envelope, or some people think it's a, it's a bent corner on the right. Envelope. So on the lottery, what is this? Nineteen eighty-two. Okay, Let's call Jordan was eighty-four, so okay. I think it was eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five uh, lottery. The Knicks. Um, it was the first year of the lottery, correct? Uh, probably. And, I don't remember. And instead yeah. of doing ping pong balls, they put teams. Uh, giant te- envelopes. G- giant. Uh, like in logo, they, they took the logo and put it in cardboard, put it in an envelope, and then spun yep. it around in a in a thing. It looks in like a in like a tumbler, and then and then David yep. Stern pulled them out. Right, right. It looks like Stern definitely creases the corner, so he that, bangs one, putting it into the tumbler. Yeah, everyone thinks he did it on purpose, and then ahead of time, backstage or whatever, locked away. They think he. They froze that envelope as well, so it was sort of like a he had a backup or something because the maybe the envelope wasn't quite as cold anymore when he when he put it in the tumbler. So I think he maybe made in that split decision a decision to sort of to sort of bang it to 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 make sure he can know which one is which because it wasn't as cold anymore, so he wouldn't be able to figure out the frozen part of it. I I I really so here's a weird thing. I don't know if I believe that or not. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what I don't know what the stakes were in the for the Knicks to get that team. I don't, I know though that my, my, the conspiracy I believe in revolves around David Stern. And it sounds like the Jordan gambling revolves around David Stern. This Mm -hmm. revolves around David Stern. It's weird that David Stern is the center of so many sports conspiracies. Like no other, no other person. Yeah. The Sonics, no other person is, is the, the eye of the storm of as many conspiracies as David Stern. It's that to me is your fucking, is the, is the weird (laughs) 
the is, you know that's where you should point the finger is like why yeah, totally. there's no I mean, other was, person that he, has this as many conspiracies wrapped around him than David oh, Stern. Oh for sure. Yeah, and he I mean but you know in in all honesty and realistically speaking about him he was a dictator in the for the league. I mean every, whatever he did, he wanted to do, he did. Money and he first. had no one to sort of, you know, Money question first. him. So I as much as I don't like I I can't say I definitively think that he gave the Knicks that pick. It, it wouldn't shock me to find out sure. that he did. Sure. In fact, yeah, exactly. if you told right. me today they've uncovered a, a videotape of David Stern admitting to all these things, and that was one of them, I'd be like, eh. Yeah, okay, sure. So what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I feel like he fixed a couple of picks. I feel like he gave Cleveland a pick after yep. after Miami yep. left. I feel like he gave, I, th- I think he he fucked around the Sixers picks a little bit. Uh, when they were when they were flopping or when they were tanking, you know, trust the process. Yeah. I I think there were some shenanigans. I think David Stern never really left the commissioner seat, even after, or at least had a voice, even after Silver took over. I just there there he 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 was a business money first guy, and in order to achieve that, he couldn't leave everything up to chance. Yeah, of course, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, and then I to some degree I I'm with you on lockstep on that. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, there's a back in '98. There was a World Cup, uh, Brazil, France, that is uh, shrouded in a lot of controversy and mystery. Um, and and the the biggest name in soccer, you know, even to this day, is is Ronaldo. Um, and and back then he was, I think he was 20 or 21 years old, and he was already a star. And he uh, suddenly had like a a seizure, like during the day at the hotel. Uh, they, there was all this weird stuff that happened with that. He ended up going to the hospital. He wasn't going to play. And then he showed up back in the stadium and then he played. And then, and then the game itself, I think there's a little controversy, whether the team actually uh, was maybe kind of tanked or got paid off by uh, either Nike or the soccer federation or whatever to throw this game to the host nation, France, and that they would get uh, a world cup um, in, uh, a few years down the road, which they did. Which year is and, this? And favorable draws like, and stuff. It's like 98, 99. 90, I believe it's 98, World Cup 98. Yeah, so that's, a, that's like the first World Cup I remember like watching intense. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a big upset for I didn't. I didn't know there was a conspiracy behind that. I, there, it's kind of, there's a few kind of conspiracies that may tie in together or they're all kind of separate, you know, and then uh, Brazil had a big, the, the government had a big um, uh, sort of to-do and, and public hearings and stuff and brought in, you know, the players and coaches and all these other people. And they ultimately found nothing was wrong with it. But still to this day, people can't believe that Brazil lost. I think they lost three or four nothing in that game. Yeah, it was. A- and they were they were just they were they were just, you know, crushing people basically back in that day. Um, so they think that like they got paid and then they think like uh, the players got paid off either by Nike or somebody like 20 to somewhere around 20 million euros at the time. To throw the game. By Ni- Why would Nike want to want to throw the game? I don't know. It, it's it's sort of because they were the biggest. They, they were the biggest kind of. Um, Brazil was the biggest draw, and they were Nike was sponsoring them. So it, it, uh, it, that one, I'm sort of questioning in sense too, like why they would have anything to do with this. FIFA is a fucking corrupt ass organization. But, exactly. So anything right. Could go. So I wouldn't anything put it past goes. anybody yeah. on that one to do it. And 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 I think the four years later, Brazil either won the World Cup or they hosted it, and then they kind of went on a good run in the next 10 years or something there, too. So maybe they were promised things certain ways down the line that maybe kind of made up for it, which maybe FIFA wanted to sort of help maybe... You mean like, uh, you mean like Russia hosting the World Cup and then and then getting their team put in the weakest 
in the week. Yeah, division. division. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think most people consider that uh, sort of a given every time a World Cup comes along as the host nation kind of gets a favorable draw. That's fucking bullshit. It's it four, is bullshit. Every four years. It's like... Right. So like Qatar now or whenever they're supposed to have it in the next couple of years is supposed to like... They, they don't even know if they have a team, but they're going to get like a favorable draw. Like that's, that's dumb stuff too, right? But that's... That's almost like unwritten rules, I think, now at this point in, in any sport. Maybe. Agreed. Uh, uh, the Brady, the Phantom Tuck one. What's uh, the, no, the Tuck rule? There is no conspiracy there. It was a fucking horseshit call to make the fucking Patriots go advance to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, What's I think the, it was to keep them alive. Yeah. It was after 9-11, which I don't know if I buy that. I totally a, buy that. In fact, in home. the moment, I was definitely like the Patriots. This is like... And I, I didn't think about it till the Super Bowl. With the Super Bowl felt super fishy to me. And I was like, there's no way the Patriots are going to lose this game. We can't have the Patriots lose after 9-11. Like, it just it was the Patriots. It was touchdown Tom. The, the Rams felt like Al-Qaeda. Like, it was just this weird... It, it had a weird, like, fishy vibe. And I remember thinking that before the game even started. And, and then now, looking back, I, I definitely think the Patriots or the Raiders got jobbed. I mean, the play is just unbelievable. It just made no sense. And they try to, like, there's just no justifying it. Like, the, it, it, there's no justifying it at all. They just got fucked. Yeah, and even I think Brady is even at some point fairly recently, and by that I mean in the last 10 years or something, even admitted that he was pulling the ball down. And so and that alone means that he should have, um, uh, you know, it was Paul a fumble. got knocked out of his hands. It was a fucking fumble. They it said, was a fucking, it was they a said fumble. it wasn't. I think, they said people, it wasn't. I think even the refs have admitted to it at this point in time. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, we couldn't allow this team to lose. I mean, there's a, that's the problem with the NFL. And that's the problem. Actually, most sports in big game scenarios, like you take the, you know, not that long ago, you, I don't know what the conspiracy is, but why, you know, was pass interference called on, on New Orleans? Like, it's just, it, it's, it's all like, it all feels a little fishy at certain moments. We've had this it conversation does. a million times. But also, like, you got to think about this, too. I go back to that, especially with that New Orleans non-pass interference call um, with the Ra- yeah, against the Rams. Sorry. Thank you. But, um, you know, it's like it's, these refs, you know, these refs aren't, you know, they might be good, but they're not great. And even the even the best players in the world and teams make mistakes all the time. And so do the refs. Um, the, the problem then is you start trying to dissect it too much and like, how do you try to fix it and whatnot? When in reality, it's like you can't always fix everybody's mistakes. You put a camera ups. up in the air. That's totally. No, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, no, no, I, yeah, I, I get it. And I guess that's the other thing is like the conspiracy. My big conspiracies aren't conspiracies where one play changed the game. And right. that's usually what happens with football, it's, but it's usually late in the game and everyone thinks that's the big, the difference. Right. I, I'm far more of a basketball conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Uh, that's where I think that all conspiracies lie. I mean, d- before I get into mine, I I do think like, do you have any major league baseball conspiracies that you that you? No, un- you know what? I didn't uncovered? come across any of his. I was kind of look trying to look things up. Yeah, at least know, none that are big enough you, that you're like, oh god, that you mean you know, like, like you one. mean like a a a team fucking banging on a can in order to to <laughs> to tell the. The batter, what pitch is coming next? Yeah, that's, that's because not a baseball theory. exactly because it, it's it's so far fetched. They cheat. They just cheat. Like they there is cheat. no conspiracy theories in Major League Baseball because it's just <laughs> cheating. 
part of the game. You don't have to make a theory. You, there is no conspiracy. It's just yeah. part of the game. It's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. There are no baseball conspiracy theories. Like, oh, did this Except, team... Well, did, steroids, which is kind of an unwritten like admission, right? Yeah. Like they'll never admit that they allowed it, but they did. Did a baseball team like what? What a conspiracy! Did the did the White Sox throw a World Series in order to to win money at gambling? Yes, they d- admitted to it. Like it's not even a conspiracy. <laughs> it should be. It should Actually, be a fucking conspiracy, but it's not because it just fucking happens in baseball. Because baseball is crazy. The conspiracy there there is why they won't go back and sort of either uh, re-release whatever their findings are and sort of absolve like Shoeless Joe Jackson of it because he wasn't he had no part of it. But the, the fact that they won't go back and and fix that egregious error to me is a bigger is a bigger conspiracy. That's just baseball. They're yeah, fucking it's dumb. Up. It's dumb. They don't get to have a Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Oh, I got bad news for you, Chris. What? Neither will basketball. It sounds like what. Yeah, they're postponing theirs till 2021 as well, I guess. Well, everybody move until next year. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. But <laughs> speaking of basketball, Chris, I think yeah. you and I are in lockstep of the biggest and most legitimate conspiracy theory out there. Okay, before you get into this, mm-hmm. now, I, there, I went back and forth on this because you asked me what my, my biggest conspiracy is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told you what it was, but I did go back and forth between two. Can you oh. guess what the other what the other conspiracy was. It's NBA related and it's within five years of now of the other conspiracy. Oh, the other one. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Five years. Is that something to do with Iverson? No, it's the huh. 2006 NBA finals. The one oh, where Dwayne Wade this, got, got, yeah. got an insane amount of free throws. Uh, you will go back and watch the tape. I just, the reason I didn't choose that one, I mean, so the Miami Heat had 207 free throws to the Mavericks, 155. The, the fouls are just terrible. They were definitely giving Dwayne Wade a lot of room to do things, but he did hit all those free throws, even though he was a 90% increase in, in free throws for him in the finals than it was for the rest of the the playoffs. I I just don't know what the conspiracy is. Why Dwayne, Why the they would have given the heat the finals uh, over the Mavericks. I just feel like it, like at that point was, it doesn't matter. Like what, what would have, what would have been, it, it was a reason. poorly officiated. I mean, it was just incredibly efficient, poorly yeah. officiated. Uh, and, and the, the Mavs were up to nothing uh, when the wheels fell off. But I, and I've watched like, especially game four where like Stackhouse gets this crazy, like he, he, a, a flagrant one, they they turn into a flagrant two after the game and suspend him for a game. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. But I just didn't it's, see. I don't. It's kind of like the green, great uh, Draymond Green thing about like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I guess I just don't know what the what what the so, point of that one would be. I I kind of came across a little bit of that, um, and I think uh, you know a lot of people th- theories at least are um, the the Mavs sort of didn't belong there. Okay. Like I don't know if they were that good enough to make the finals. And plus, uh, that at that point in time, Cuban was was like very outspoken about a lot of things, especially in ba- basketball. Yeah, he had been riding David Stern about a lot of things. A lot of things, and I think they thought again, David Stern behind the behind the wheels here, uh, sort of made sure that he was punished and didn't win the championship. Okay. 
I'll buy but it. where that falls apart is like a couple years later they they did or the was it the next year or whatever they did win one right against which the, they felt like they gave them that one then the but that I don't know I'd love to rewatch that series because I just want to watch I I want yeah I just want to I there's a lot that I want to rewatch and I want to see a lot of the Mavs finals games I don't want to rewatch this 2006 series and I definitely don't want to rewatch the 2002 Western Conference Finals which I think is your biggest conspiracy, is it not? It is. I think it has to be. I mean, because that one just seems so blatantly obvious. Again, now again, I haven't watched those. I haven't I haven't gone back and rewatched those games. And it was game six, too, which I think kind of uh kind of helps sort of destroy the theory a little bit because they still would have had to won game seven. They were up, weren't they up three by that point? Where wasn't it? Or, or no, sorry, they, they they completely failed in game seven, right? So like they didn't dominate. Like even so, even if even if the rest were against them in game six, like they they sort of blew their own chances in game seven. Okay, right. But, it didn't it didn't knock them out of the playoffs. It just it just kind of held them back for a game. You know, I, I guess is is the sort of anti theory to that. So just to give you the listeners a little bit of a of a backstory yep. here, the uh, two thousand two. Uh, Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. The at, by Game Six, there was a th- the the uh, Kings were up three two. They had lost the last two uh, playoff series against the Lakers um, the previous two years, uh, and there was some bad blood there. Now the the going back to the Stern concept or the Stern is behind all of this mm-hmm. that the reasoning behind anyone's conspiracy on this one is David Stern had famously said in a press conference when asked, what would your favorite NBA finals matchup be? He said, Lakers versus Lakers, Um, which is, which is, he said, there's just something special about the Lakers that makes me want that, that, that the league finds or that fans find intriguing. It's good uh, for business, I guess, or ratings, maybe. Yeah, no. So, I mean, Stern has that egg on his face. The, sure. The other part of this that makes me believe it was a cons- that believes it's not a conspiracy, but is the truth, is that disgraced former NBA referee Tim Donaghy said it was fixed, <laughs> and that the and that went it went so far as to call out player, call out exact plays, and and actually at that point, Ralph Nader had gotten involved, um, and and oh. asked for the. Uh, I think he was working with, he asked the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had like the U S attorney's office involved and the FBI involved and in looking into why, because it was so egregious. Um, if you, I think where, where things really turn upside down is in game six with the, with the Kings leading, uh, the Kings leading by two, uh, with three minutes left, the wheels just fall off. There's phantom, there's a phantom call. There's a phantom offensive call on, on a uh, on Chris Webber where he would have scored and put them up four. There's a clear flagrant foul by Shaq that's not that's only called a regular foul. It's it it is the, it was a literally an impossible hill for these players to climb. Like at every moment, there's a foul called or a foul miscalled the other direction. Um, and it just it it is insane to watch. And then I think the icing on the cake. Now I don't know what the I I think well, on one hand, Shaq makes his free throws, but I think that what what really sort of throws everything into a tailspin is that they fouled out like I think they fouled out Pollock in like eleven minutes. They fouled out Flotty, and I think Weber was up to five by the last three minutes. So 
it kind of like it was an impossible hill to climb at that point. Is that yeah. sound about like a, a good summarization of the game? I think so. I, I honestly don't even remember like most of it um, off the top of my head, you know, uh, but um, yeah, I, I feel like they were, they were, they were, they were trying to stack the deck against the, the Kings as much as possible. It just um, wouldn't have been a good ratings for the Kings to be in the finals. It wouldn't have, especially against the, the, you know, well, I guess it would have, it was either the Nets or the Celtics. Yeah. And the, was in the Eastern Conference finals. And there's some, sh- there's some shenanigans in that series as well to get the right team into the finals. So, so you think, wait, so you think the nets were the right team instead of the, instead of having a Celtics Lakers championship again? I maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just felt like they were the more electric team and had a bigger fan base. At probably. That point. Oh, probably at the time. Yeah. I, I mean that, that Celtics team wasn't, um, was that a, uh, no, it wasn't. What's his name? That's like yeah, I don't Antoine even know. Walker Celtics team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. They were just I just don't think they had like the the Paul fan. Pierce was a was a couple years in, I think, at that point. They just didn't have the the same kind of fan base, I think, that they do now. Like Joe we, we Jesus all, was a rookie that year. Wow. We all want to believe we all want to remember the Celtics being totally <laughs> like having this fan base that was <laughs> Yeah, just I don't think they were that good anyway. So and yeah, exciting, I don't think they deserved. But they're the here's a, a note to listeners. Boston fans are fucking bandwagon front runners and and they don't they don't root for their teams when they're not even not good when they're not champions. So like, let's remember the Nets had like all of like New Jersey behind them. So I think that I, I personally think that they might've been pushed in as well. The, the, the glaring issue with this game is that the Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter, which, yeah. and scored 16 of their last 18 points at the line. So that's, if you were playing in that game, you would be like, fuck this. Like you would just like, if, if you're, if you're playing a pickup or not even a pickup game, but like a league rec league game and, it, and, and the other team was, was shooting that many free throws. You not only would be frustrated, you not only would be shitting on the ref, but you would also be self-destructing. Like yeah, there is, yeah. there is a definite way that the NBA refs sandbag games in order to keep them close. They, are really great at swinging momentum. That's the beauty of the NBA. You can swing the momentum with a couple and football, shitty calls. I think too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And you I've can call lo- pass interference almost any play, holding any play. So you can find those plays where you can kind of keep the games close or not get out too far out of hand and keep the rate, you know, keep the game close towards, the, uh, to, you know, as the game moves along. And we've talked about stuff. that a million yeah. times. That's just, yep. a, that's right. a foregone conclusion, right? Like yep. they, they do right. that in order to keep advertisers happy in the fourth sure. quarter. So that's, that's, uh, as much as they can without being too overt about it, I think. Right. So I think we're both in agreement. There's, if there is any conspiracy worth betting your life on, mm-hmm. I would go with that one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. It, it's, it's the one that just seems to be the tightest and, and, and enough uh, sort of uh, obvious sort of facts and, and eye test and all that kind of stuff too. Like it's, yeah, it, definitely. Now, there, you can also, put, we should just do a shit on Stern's pod where we talk about him like, God, I would love steal, that. like, like shitting on this, like ruining the Sonics. We could talk about him like vetoing the Chris Paul trade. We could talk about all the, like his top 10 shittiest mm-hmm. things he's done. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end of the day, was it better for basketball? I don't know. I, I still fucking love basketball. I just, well, at that point, point in time, I had basically given up. Like I felt, it felt so bad in the moment to be watching that happen that it was like, why am I still paying attention to this sport that is so clearly fixed? Well, and I, and I think part of that too was, was that time 
um, for the NBA. It was a, it was a lot of ISO ball. It was a lot of dudes who wanted to go, you know, go one-on-one and thought that everyone was like the superstar. Right. And, and maybe in, not in, in Stern's defense, but in, in the scheme of it all was like, yeah, let's get this mega team of Shaq and Kobe back out there. They just won a year before. Let's keep this train and this momentum rolling about this is the team. This is the type of play in basketball that I want to be sort of recognized right now and try to, I, I don't know. And that's where I'm not sure on the, my own theory on this though, is that like if ratings were failing, if, if, if interest in basketball wasn't as high at that point in time, um, because of those kind of, uh, those kinds of thoughts that, that maybe they were make, literally like, listen, we need the Lakers in here. We need 100%. Shaq and Kobe. The fucking, the be- NBA survives on dynasties. It survives on major market teams. Yeah. I mean, because I was, I was, I was at that time. I think I was slowly sort of slipping away from basketball because I, I was tired of watching all these guys thinking they could go like you know Larry Hughes's and I was and, calling. Um, it, I I remember I went to a Stevie Net- franchises and stuff. I went to a Nets game around that era, and I remember like leaving in the third quarter, being like, "This is the slowest fucking thing I've ever watched." I was calling it the slowest game on wood. Like how right. hockey was the fastest game on ice. And I, d- I had the same feeling. I just did. I, I took a fucking, I, I just took a break at that era. Yeah. Like yeah. I was just like, I'm over it, man. It's yeah. like, it's just so not. I wonder if that had a lot to basketball. do with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're, I think you're onto something. I just, I will never know for right. sure. And um, it's fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think, I think we could just go to our graves knowing that what in, in the moment, the eye test leads you to believe that it was a shitty fucking game. And, and yeah. Bill Walton is, is calling the game. And if you want to go back and listen to it, he's just losing his mind. He's just like, there's one point where, where there's the cleanest block maybe I've ever seen in a playoff game, Weber on Kobe, where he doesn't, he, he contorts his body to not come in any contact, not body, hand, anything, and just cleanly swipes it from behind and gets the call. And there's a ref right there. I mean, like any time the Lakers were going up, they were getting the call. Right. And I think something like this, this theory makes more sense too, with, with what I think all we're talking about as opposed to, because it's good for the league, as opposed to like the, the frozen envelope, you know, the, the Knicks lottery theory is that that didn't really turn out well for the, for the, for the Knicks or the city of New York. Right. Like it didn't really, they got their their hero and and they got their hero, but it, but it didn't really turn their franchise back around. Right. They just were still mired in like mediocrity for 20 years, basically. Like they could never get over the hump. They never won a championship. No, for sure. But, but I don't know. Right. And that's sort of the, that's like, that's this kind of the reason I think about like trying to fix lotteries and stuff is is it's sort of like there's not really an ultimate sort of, absolute end game to that it, it like it might enhance them for a little while but you're never you're never guaranteed that that player is actually going to work out or stay there long term to actually make it that big of an influence or change the direction of the france franchise agreed it, I, I i i i think you're right although if you're just giving a team an edge you know as a favor yes it kind of goes guess. back to that like that fifa thing you're talking about it's like right i right. mean the, the the league the league in its in its most m- Minutia in its in its smallest form has makeup calls as part of the game. You know when you see a makeup call, it is right. it is like the 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 sideline guys call it. Like the the commentators see it. You as a fan, you know when a makeup call is coming. You know when a makeup call is called. Like it's it's part of the game. So who's to say that there isn't a larger version of that? There isn't makeup 
lotteries or make up, you know, make right. Up and I think I think more to the point in that sense too is is the Kyrie Irving lottery for the yeah. for the Cavs, 100%. right? Like that is way more like that definite like okay that's a makeup call right that gave them that one instead of like i don't know like at, at that point like the knicks did they did you know do they they weren't really relevant that you had the you had the celtics and the lakers and you know jordan was already there and it was a big deal so like did you really need you know new york and the knicks because they it's not like they were like you know they were carrying the league no i mean i think that there's 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 a lot of uh there I think you maybe you could go to the to the like the major market teams needed to be good in that era, right? Like, but I, but I think Michael Jordan but, disproved that theory yeah. by making a, a traditionally shitty team in Chicago, a team that like everyone in my hometown in Kalispell, Montana, went yeah. ape shit for. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's kind of what I mean. To uh, no offense to to Ewing, but he wasn't the ultimate superstar. Right. Like he, there was, you know, Elijah Wan won a couple of titles that took sort of away from Ewing. It, Ewing never really sort of, I, 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 I think you can make a strong argument and that's, which is mine is that he never really transformed the Knicks back into relevancy or into like a top tier team. I think you could go as far as to say he might've been the problem, which is, you know, back to Bill Simmons, the Ewing theory, which is that the Knicks were better without him. And the Ewing theory like takes place in a lot of different scenarios right. and environments that if you take with the seemingly best player off of a team, sometimes you, you alter the chemistry in the right direction. Yeah. You, you could think that this guy who's clearly talented, who's scoring 30, whatever points a night, a hall of famer blocks, is amazing, but he might be the problem. And because you can never yeah. do anything, but get, but work around him on your lineup right. that maybe right. he's the ultimate problem. Right. And you, cause you can't, you can't pick, Michael Jordan, right? And I think that's sort of the problem is that all of a sudden Michael Jordan came along or Magic Johnson came along and was like, oh, that's the next guy. That's the next guy. And like, so to to think that he's going to be able to, you could, you could put him in one team and transform it and start winning championships and whatever else that you're, you're, you're doing it for, like it, it just doesn't ever necessarily work that way or you're never guaranteed it to work that way. It worked for Cleveland. They got a, they got a ring. <laughs> I mean, LeBron too was a sort of a special category in yeah. itself because it was Cleveland needed something, I guess. Like, I don't know if they felt like they owed it to Cleveland necessarily. Like any sports team in Cleveland you know, was owed anything there to sort of like help them rebound or get out of the dumps. Do you think but, so? So but LeBron being a, a near Cleveland guy, an Akron guy, like that one, I, that one, I don't mind so much necessarily. Here's the thing because it didn't really work out for them either in a, for a long time. I don't. Well, LeBron, he, he LeBron basically had to come back to that city and that team was like, here's what we're going to do. If you want me back, here's what we're going to yeah. do. And they even, you can even make the excuse that that was a, that what they even needed another help from the league in suspending Draymond. Oh, uh, for sure. You know, for something that he wasn't thrown out of that game for in the first place. I, I totally to, to, to come back totally and win that, that championship. Would you say that LeBron like not LeBron a, not, might be the might be the present day Ewing. Okay, basically. yeah. Or is he the? I think he's more the present day Magic Johnson. I think he's a player that's incredibly talented that has changed the game, but is sort of he just can't. Like, um, he could never win a title by himself. Like he needs true superstars around him in order to like win. And Kyrie was the example of that. I think personally, like Magic. I don't think Magic wins a title without Kareem. I don't think Magic... Magic won a title without Kareem. He did? Kareem was injured for Game 7 or 6 or whatever it was. That's not winning a title without Kareem. That's 
That's like cream. Cream also wasn't you, know, you. I most people would make the argument the other way that cream needed magic to win more titles. I which think, I think is legitimate. Really, I would go the other way. I think Magic needed Kareem. I think Magic needed a lot of players. I, I mean, James Worthy, well, who, for example. Who like, doesn't? You know. Yeah. That, that's sort of the fallacy I think with a lot of sports is that even even Jordan didn't start winning until he had two really good players on that team to help. James him. Edwards. Yes. <laughs> and John Paxson. We're gonna do a James Edward uh, <laughs> pod, and I'm I, I've just <laughs> I know I brought this up, but I he's Big he's. Buddha. I love that fucking dude. I loved him anytime I saw him on a Mustache. team. And I forgot that he was on that last that last Bulls ring team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh and and got another rock. And I think he and he's I didn't realize he was a Seattle born and bred dude. Um mm-hmm. University of Washington. Yeah, uh, yeah man. He so, was uh, I don't remember him. I, I remember him just basically from the from the for the, the pistons. pistons. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, yeah, so we'll do yeah. a James Edwards uh we should do a James Edward pod. Maybe we can get him on. He can't be doing much. Uh <laughs> <laughs> just, just working out. Maybe he's got some adult. Uh, he might have adult braces, like he's an adult with an AWB. He might be. He has a big gap in his teeth. <laughs> uh, anyway, so those are those are some conspiracies. Um, yep. I, I think it, if you want to wrap this up, I, I would love to. I'd love to get your thoughts on a new conspiracy that's gaining momentum around everyone's true favorite football league, the XFL. I'm trying to push this one. I, it, I mean, it is a conspiracy theory, although I think it's already been de- not debunked, but it's been sort of nipped in the bud here. It has already. been. It has been. Uh, it's it's been brought up. It's been it's been it's, debunked. Might yeah, be the word. It's, but please tell us what tell our listeners what it oh, is. Okay, so a few weeks back, after after shutting down the the league and laying all off of its employees and de- declaring bankruptcy. Uh, Vince McMahon, who owns 80% of the, of the XFL through his alpha entertainment corporation, put the league up for sale. Uh, and I think basically the, the idea was that he, he sells it. Hopefully somebody would buy it. He doesn't have to pay off his creditors and all the money, the millions of dollars he owes to people. Uh, and, and that'll sort of be that, and he can maybe make some money off of this. However, the, the people he owes money to, a lot of the coaches and players, uh, not players, but um, other people sort of surrounding it and the venues and whatnot that they played in are listed in filings in court about being the creditors. And they brought up some discrepancies and discretions about McMahon potentially trying to sort of sneak or snake his way back around into this as being one of the people who will buy the league. Right. Which, Which is, I think is like really shady, and I'm not sure how that's even actually possible. But I, technically, I guess it's legal. Yeah, he. I think he'd just have to be. He would just have to like, an acqui- He'd basically be acquiring the debt of the league at a fire sale price as like a shadow right without company, having to right? pay back. I think the debt though too. Right. So I think that's the reason why he fi- he filed for chapter 11 is that so he doesn't actually have to owe those guys or they, they sell off whatever they can. That's sort of deemed, um, an asset. And that, that is actually like, uh, um, viable or sellable, I guess, for some reason. Um, but it, so it's weird. It's like, I, so I don't quite understand there, there might be some holes in this or some, some gray areas in this thing too, where it, it doesn't quite make sense where if he, he's actually not, he's actually basically buying the league back on cheap without having to pay you know, pay anybody off. I, I mean, that's a shitty, forward. Thing, a shitty thing to do. Um, he said, it's shitty, but it's such a he biz, said big he's not, he thing. said he's not, he said it in bankruptcy court on Tuesday. He said, in right. his own words, I'm not going to be a bitter, 
uh, and those are unsubstantiated. But only because, the, only because, and he admitted to it um, that he said he reserved his legal right to be a bitter in the claim, in essence, trying to make up his mind. But only because these people brought it up in court that he said now he will not go through with it. Now here's my, which is totally, if, which is if, totally, he got caught and he was like, all right, cool, you caught me. I'm not gonna do it, but I'm not gonna admit to it either. If Vince McMahon buys the fucking XFL and starts it back up again, then great. As long as there's an XFL, I'm happy. I don't care if he does it in the shadiest way possible. That's that's <laughs> that's how it should be. I just even I as just a, don't care. The attorney even said. Why are they trying to make him out to be the bad guy? He's here? not the bad guy. And they said, he is, well, he is the bad guy. He just doesn't want to get caught being the bad guy. And his, he, and his attorney, there's even, I thought another sentence from his attorney that said, all the committee has managed to do and the committee being the people that are basically not suing him, but you know, bringing this up in the debt collection process is that the chase is to chase away a potentially significant bidder for the debtors assets. So is he even, even saying like you, he, this guy would have, like, it's so underhanded. I love it. I um, don't care. I just want I, XFL I, back. I, I just, you, I just I, here yeah. the, the silver lining. In all this then is apparently there's already 20 bidders who have signed non-disclosure agreements to gain access to the company's financial records to make proper bids and evaluations for the league. So I think it looks like somebody will buy this league and we will probably have this league back. If not next year, then in two years. Great. That's a, it's, and I'm happy about that too. I'm fine with it. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the league. I just don't want it to be McMahon doing this in some s- bullshit way to sort of buy back the league for hella cheap so he can make actually a profit on when he was actually losing money from this past season. And so many people lost money. And that's right, exactly. Point, right? right. And this way he doesn't have to lo- actually lose money. He actually somehow makes money or gains valuable asset potentially. Okay. I've, I, I, th- yeah. Just give me XFL. Dude, I, got a hand, got, dude got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, man. Hello, <laughs> but he's a fucking. Go, like, oh, he's a wrestling he, heel. He's a wrestling heel. We know who we're dealing with here. Exactly. At least we know who we're dealing with. He's like. I'm just happy people actually stood up to him and 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 and, and made this no. I called him out. Yeah, it's great. I agree. Um. All right. So the the last thing. Um. You've got a a, a little a little tidbit in here. This apparently is not a conspiracy. But you want to relive? We're it. done with them. I I I want to know what the what what this week in sports history fails brings us in a new section we like to call this week in sports history fails. <laughs> I just wanted to bring Reich. <laughs> it involves baseball, and it's one of the greatest, <laughs> dumbest sports things of all time. <laughs> Doink. Don't make me give you a red card. <laughs> Chris, in May, May 26th. That's an ad one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Jose Canseco yes. had a ball bounce off his head. Yes. Going over the wall for a home run. Yes. What's wrong with that? And today, it's trying. still, it's to, it's to, it, it happened in May 26, 1993. So it's, it's, it's an anniversary of that happening. It's still one of my favorites to this day of like sports bloopers. Was he on the, was he on the, on the, the Texans when that happened? On the Rangers. Yeah, or, yeah, mean, the, the, yeah Rangers. Yeah, the Texas Rangers. Rangers. Uh, you know, Co- Jose gave us so much. I feel like making that so be much. like the, the doink that, you know, the, the, I feel like, I'm just going to disagree with you on this one. I, that's not a fail. That's just another success. That's a, <laughs> it's a su- success for the rest of us. Yeah. In the career of Jose, he yeah. did nothing but give. He did uh, nothing but give. 
It's, if, if you want, he's still giving. If you want, uh, for anybody listening or Chris yourself, check out his like social media posts. Yeah, he's a fucking gangster on li- on Twitter. I've heard he's just like Some balls out. Weird ass shit he's been posting lately about uh, uh, inducing comas and being part of like a. Um, I, I can't even explain it, man, because it's so crazy. I don't even understand what the fuck he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, apparently steroids really fuck with your head as you get older. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's not proven. Uh, see there might be some other things that were is fucking with his brain too now at this point, but yeah, yeah. that cocaine. Uh, so <laughs> you know what's funny is Jose Canseco. He famously dated Madonna for a while, as did Dennis Rodman, as did Vanilla Ice. Why are we not giving Madonna a harder time for her choice than men? In the as 90s? did Alex Rodriguez. Did she fuck Alex Rodriguez? Didn't she? Wasn't there that for a little bit? Could be. Did, Maybe. Was he gonna have a kid with Alex Rodriguez? She doesn't even like the bad boys. She just likes the dumb boys. Yeah, dude, she just has terrible taste in men. It's very weird. I wish she would have. Guy like, Richie. I wish she'd have hooked up with yeah, talentless. I wish she would have hooked up with like Manute Bull, like instead of Dennis <laughs> Rodman. Wouldn't that have been cooler? <laughs> Manute Bull, just oh dra- man, you know what would have been put the the whole ribbon on this whole thing is if she hooked up with Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Ewing, I hope you're doing okay. He's recovering. From I hope COVID. you're doing okay too, man. I love you. I, you know, Georgetown for life. Yeah, I um, still believe in, and uh, and hopefully you can turn that program back around, bring it back up. Chris, there's not a lot going on in gambling. I know that NHL is about to come back, uh, or it seems like they're trying to work towards something. I know there are some odds makers already putting odds on teams in the current uh, playoff format. Should the NHL come back, it's not worth getting into. Uh, so I really don't have a ton to talk about on the gambling front. I'll I don't put, either. We can I'm, save for another day. I will say this. DraftKings trading at $39 a share currently. Boom, boom, boom. So uh, boom, boom, hope you guys boom, picked boom, up on that boom, hot tip when I dropped it at you at 19. But <laughs> maybe you didn't. didn't. Say we didn't try to tell you. Don't say we didn't try to double your fucking money in the stock hey, market. Millionaire, make a million. Don't like- next week when I'm down your about oil futures. All right, I'm fucking <laughs> there for you. All right, Chris's stock picks out of week. I'm still gambling on sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball cards of the future. <laughs> Or of the past. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Are you good? Let's go home. Let's get the fuck out of it. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>